This is Two Minutes About Time with Luke Allen and Robert E. G. Black, the podcast that takes a look at the film About Time, two minutes at a time. I am Richard Curtis, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen, joined as always with my co-host, Robert E. G. Black. Hello. And with our special guest, Johan. Hello. So, today we're looking at minute 55 of About Time, plus our bonus minute, which, did you say was 11? Yes. Yes, okay. Okay, you didn't even tell me this time, I don't think, did you, Robert? So I didn't know either. No, that's how we do. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get to swap roles with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's fine, I tend to forget the bonus minutes I send about five minutes after I send them. I actually sent it for the sent bonus minute for the first time today to a guest actually titling the file bonus minute. Oh, that's good. Because I thought that'll make things a bit easier. <laughs> we were going to give the segment a different name as well. I wanted to do that and then I gave up on that. Maybe anyway, let's look at 55. One, I forget. Was it Give Me a Minute? Yeah, something like that. Give Me a Minute, something like that, yeah. So, the dialogue continues into minute 55 with Mary saying, Today, because I'm doing all the talking, because I'm really nervous and I, I kind of love him and I just... I want, I want you to too. And I mean, yeah, I, I like, I like this. It, are, are we sure this is the first time that she's actually said that she loves him? Yeah. Well, there we've seen. Yeah. Because the way that Tim sort of smiles at that makes me think that maybe that was like the first time that she'd even said it to yeah. him. Yeah, I did pick up on that. And the mom's response is great yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, honey. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. Over to you. Shoot. And then Tim says, "Oh yeah, I think my dad." Can I just say one more thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and then we cut it out to the new yep. scene. <laughs> He's so polite, yeah. letting her just. <laughs> I don't know. It it it's really cute. Yeah. yeah. So we cut out to the new scene where they're glad that it's over, and Tim says, "I got given two tickets for the National Theatre tomorrow. Do you want to come?" And Mary says, "Oh no, so not. I'm just going to sleep all day." And I mean, th- even this whole exchange. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me that she's tired and all that, but I, I guess it's different in London, but I still think that, like, the National Theatre is, like, a major outing. That it yeah. just seems odd that you just dismiss it because you're tired. Well, and I'm wondering now, does she sleep all day? The next time we see her, she's still in bed. Well, I think this kind of... <laughs> this kind of... I'm not sure how far in the timeline this is from this point to when he introduces her to the parents, because that could be why she's tired. To his parents? Yes. Cause this, this, uh, she hasn't, she hasn't met his parents yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. Cause this, this portion of the scene is cut out from the Netflix version. So this was new to me. Where he's talking about. Really? Like, yeah. So. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, I, it's not in Netflix in the UK, so I can't even check that. Yeah, so I don't remember this scene where she's saying she's too tired and all that. But if she, well, I'm assuming people have seen this and I haven't finished the movie, so spoilers, not spoilers really. But she is pregnant, so she may be wanting to sleep all day because she oh, is yeah. pregnant and just doesn't know it yet. Because I don't think he—I don't think he knew when he was going to go to the theater and what happens after. No, no. So that's a good—that's a good theory. Actually, I hadn't even thought of that. But that's weird. That's cut out of Netflix. It's a shame because this this part is home to Bill Nye's favorite line in the film. But actually, I've just found a note that I forgot to mention. Which is that during the meeting with the parents, Richard Curtis on the commentary discussed about how he wants to take a, act, a famous actor with a massive career and edit together the number of times they say the words mum or dad. <laughs> mm. 
and just see like how many people they have to pretend are their parents or their parents are dead or all these other things. <laughs> Which, not going to lie, Robert, sounds like the kind of editing thing that you'd do. Yeah. But, I don't know, um, after watching this scene and not knowing kind of oh. the context behind it, like with what the director, it's, anything, it's not significant at all. So, I mean... So I just turned it on on Netflix and this is there. It is? I don't know why I don't remember yeah. it at all. Well, it's very short, but I don't know, maybe someone interrupted. Yeah. Yeah, so Tim says, yeah, I'll give him to you. She says, going to sleep all day. I don't see why going to the theatre should get in the way of that. Many of the best sleeps of my life have happened in the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> That's Bill Nye's favourite line in the whole film. Apparently, after seeing it for the first time, he texts Richard Curtis and said, That's the best line. <laughs> and then Mary says, No, you take someone else. I really like bed and I really hate theatre. Tim says, quite right, but what kind of sad act's going to be free on a Saturday night with no day's notice? And I wish we had a smash cut to Rory instead of this. I mean, it only takes it a couple seconds. Works. It's still a nice visual. Yeah. But it would have been even funnier if it just cut to Rory's face. Yeah, it's like they did kind of a reveal for him. Yeah. Because he, the, he's the last... He's behind someone, yeah. Yeah, he is the last person to be revealed. And he, he only speaks after like his he's in view. He says woohoo, but we don't know his voice yeah. at this point. He's only had two lines. I still, I still quite like it as a gag. I think it still works. Yeah, it, oh no, it works. But yeah, it, it's, it's not the way I would have thought to have done it. So he says woohoo, bravo, and then Tim, it's Charlotte. She, he notices Charlotte. We don't notice Charlotte in this minute, but Tim she, does. Well, she is there. Yeah. I paused to. I had to go forward and check what her outfit was to go backward and look. She is over there. But you can't reckon she's so in the background and tiny. It's like it's a weird moment in that regard because we're we're not getting Tim's perspective. That is, all. and we she's standing still, it. right? She's yeah, like she's over under the under the sign. Yeah, that makes sense. I love the exchange we get next minute, which I can't wait to discuss next week. <laughs> the, the 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 thing about her hair color is one of the funniest moments. If I might as well say it briefly here, where where it's like, you know, the blonde over there. Well, the one with the brown hair. No, no, blonde means blonde, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Rory's not the brightest. No. Although he manages to be a lawyer. Maybe because he's partnered with Tim, who doesn't lose. (laughs) I I prefer Rory to Jay. Uh, He's a funnier character, I think. He is. But they're both, they're both, it's like they couldn't decide what type of a friend that ruins parts of his life with. And they went with yeah. both. Because there's so such a contrast, but they both are the same foil to his life. Yeah. Yeah, they could have been the same character. Yeah. I think it I think it makes it more real that there are two of them. Yeah. But it's weird And it and it fits better with him like hold on, I don't remember if Johan's gotten to that. Well in the in the wedding where he goes through and who's gonna be his <laughs> best man. Like that wasn't what I was going to reference. Okay, but the, um, okay. I'm going to reference um, something me... involving Jay later. Okay, it's fine. Oh. I think it's past where you are in the film. So. Yeah, that's yeah. The bit with Jay is after. Yeah, hmm. it works well that Jay is like a friend that Tim's known for a while. Yeah, but but Jay could have gone to college with him, and they could have both become lawyers. Yeah, but you need kind of like that the the bumbly one as well, like yeah. one that's even more awkward than him. Well, J- Jay's the Jay corn- look acceptable later. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's the Cornwall version of Rory. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're only together because of Tim. When we ever see them, we don't see them together much. But they're only both in the same place. I assume they're both in the same place at the wedding, in it. 
other points. I can't remember for certain, but I don't think they're, they they're only that. yeah, they're, they're only they only know each other if they do at all because of Tim. So, I mean, have we got any comments on this minute, particularly before we make our way over to to give a minute to our bonus minute? Yeah, no. no. Okay, so Johan, we gave you minute eleven. Yes, as the bonus minute. Yeah. What did you think of it? I guess. <laughs> what were your overall impressions? Well, um, I never knew. Like, like I said, I didn't know what this movie was about to begin with. Never saw a trailer, nothing. All I knew is Rachel McAdams was clearly seen in the the the, the still of the movie. Yeah. So. This is just weird, like, oh, whoa, this is a movie about time travel? Like, because at first it's like, oh, his dad's insane. It's like, wait, no, his dad isn't insane. Because the movie's very accepting of the idea of time travel. So the idea that someone is going to use this fold, like, basically the idea of being able to fold time on itself to have sex is very pubescent in a way. And it's weird that that's going to be the way this movie... Like, that's the impression I get. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. what is the age group that this movie is supposed to be for? But as it goes on, it just shows itself to be a little bit more mature than mm-hmm. what this is. And it's like, because it's very obvious this guy does not know how to get girls, especially with the first girl during New Year's Eve. And then that's the one that he replays. So it's it's just... And it's weird because he only tries to to get a kiss... Instead of going all the way, which is what... I don't know if that's a British thing or anything like that. But it's just weird that that's what he wants to do with that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, with Polly. Yeah, it's just like... I, I think I would think with that it was because it was, it was literally the night before. It's just It was the last bad thing you could think of. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't get the impression from that that he would even want to talk to Polly again. He's just being... He wanted that midnight kiss and she's happy. He's fine. Yeah. Well, it seems like she I, genuinely. I, I think him. he used. Yeah. I think he used it to make her happy. Right. I don't think there was anything more. I didn't think he wanted anything out of her at all. I think no. he saw how upset she was, realized he'd made a mistake, and he wanted to be nice. Yeah, because he could fix it. I don't. Because yeah, maybe may, maybe he knows Polly. Maybe he knew that Polly's always had like a bit of a crush on him or something, and you know he thought, you know, I really had a chance to make her year and. I missed it. I, I don't think that's entirely it. I think it it's not necessarily about her. There there's definitely something about that. But he uses this opportunity to find out that he can fix his awkwardness. Yeah. Like he'll always be awkward. He'll never not be awkward. But he knows when he's being awkward and when he does it's too late. But it's kind of that thing that okay, now he knows how to fix these things. And that sets a pre- a tone of like how this movie's going to be. He doesn't fix himself ever. He's always going to be the same exact way, and all he does is fix the mistakes he keeps doing. Yeah. And then that's necessarily the only gift that he gets. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not fixing himself. No. Even down to getting a slightly better haircut, which he jokes, but never does. No. I'm not even sure. His hair is so plain. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't get what the problem was with his haircut. <laughs> See, because like, it's not like he goes back to change an order of a meal. And he's like, oh, this right. is utterly horrible. Why would I eat this? You know, you go back and just go like, I will have this instead. You know, that is a weird thing to fix, but it doesn't seem like it's a sort of thing he will fix. He will sit through a lot of awkwardness. Like, Ugh. like he'll pretend like the meal is good when the waiter comes by. Like, 
How is it? He's like, oh, it's good, you know, but he won't fix that. Like maybe he will, right. but it doesn't seem like he's the type of person that would fix it. He only fixes. He, I think he would fix that if it affected someone else he was with. Yes, probably yeah, not, for him, yeah. not for himself. I, I think he rarely. I mean, we see at the start that he kind of does. I guess we wanted to get Charlotte, but he rarely does these things for his own benefit. Yeah, right. He, he does them. Often they involve him helping people and that going wrong. Like um, Jay, like when he helps Harry. Yeah, yeah and and Jay from tipping that that table again. Yeah, the New Year's. So it it just doesn't seem like he's. In, in well, I don't know. I don't know how the rest of the movie. Well, I think it's important that he's not a selfish character. No, it establishes that because he has he has a power that can be very selfish. Yes, because he could have gone like the lim- like the movie Limitless. He could have gone with that route mm-hmm. where he just tries yeah. to find a way to manipulate the landlord's wife very mm-hmm. early in the movie. Because that could have been that, but it isn't. What's well, like in in minute eleven? His narration he says it's always going to be about love. He doesn't just. It doesn't just mean for a woman or like romantic love. It's later. It's later about his love for his kids. It's about love for whoever's around him. It, even you could call his relationship with Harry was even some sort of like he cared about Harry's play. Yeah. Well, yeah, he can. He considered Harry being his best man. Right. You know. Yeah. So there must be some sort of connection between them for that, and for Harry to be among the close friends once again. I don't know if this is where yes. you're up to. Not, not, not at that. I'm not even thinking at that bit. I'm oh, thinking okay. at the, at the, um, like christening party. Oh right, right. I don't know if you've got that. No, from I, I, it just showed up where he's made the comment about the bear. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the, yeah, yeah. He's in that scene. But that's that. That's the bit I was talking about. <laughs> but I mean, the part with the play does make a good point because I thought if he will actually come to a moral crossroads of choosing meeting Mary or fixing that play and he never second guess it. He just thought of a second time to meet Mary. Yeah. yeah I was thinking that. He like, worked yeah, he around it. Yeah. He doesn't go back in time to continue to make Harry still upset. It's his own problem. He'll sort his own problem, but not at the expense of others. Yes. Yeah. He's a Tim. Tim's a really nice guy. Except for once. And we'll get to that. Yeah. But, Oh, okay. What's, well, any, any hints as to which movie I, you're talking no, about? I, well, I can't say because Johan's not there yeah. yet. But yeah, this um, it is it is kind of a good way to set up how this character uses his powers in this, especially in the beginning, just how it's going to go. Like he doesn't use it for gain, and it it is kind of good the way they point out, like, oh, if you use it for money, look at this guy. This is what it became. Like they became. What what I've noticed is anybody who has this power for whatever reason they use is going to be self-obsessed with that reason. His dad, yeah. it is very creative to obsess about wanting to read, but he reads yeah. everything. Uh-huh. You know, it, it it it's one of those where it, it is a knife's edge. Is it good or is it bad of what you're using this for? And at the same time, you're just walking on that edge the entire time because... I guess in a way, like, if you were trying to read everything that you wanted, but you didn't have this power, you miss out on a lot in life. Yeah. But I guess, like, his dad has found a way around that. He gets to read everything he wants and then gets to have everything in his life. Tell, tell you, just in terms of the other people traveling in time and yeah, the other members of the family, I would have loved to have seen it a little more with, like, uncles and stuff. 
Like, imagine, imagine oh, at the Uncle wedding. Uncle D would have Tim... screwed this up so bad. Well, uh, Uncle Desmond's on the other. Yeah, Uncle Desmond's, Desmond's mum's. His mum's brother. Oh, okay. But if he got to do but, it, I mean, he would, he would have wrecked it. I mean, just, just, just imagine like a gag where like they're at the wedding or something and Tim goes to go back in time, goes into the cupboard and there's someone else in there. <laughs> it's just, it's just so, so, like, no, they just like spilled a drink on someone or something. Yeah. So, yeah. What if they were there to fix something they did to each other? What, what kind of quantum <laughs> loop? They just cancel it out. <laughs> but I don't know. That that would be interesting. But uh, side it's, note, it's possibly a gag that wouldn't suit the rest of the tone of the film. But I just I was just thinking of it and thinking it'd be quite funny. Yeah. I'll add it to my uh, Richard Curtis spoof movie that I'm possibly going to do, Robert. That we're talking about. <laughs> but on a side note, every character in this movie, I pretty much love for everything that they are, the way they're designed, the way. Like, even the, the jerks of the jerks, like, Harry's kind of a jerk. He's very brash. But his introduction is yeah. so good that you accept everything he's going to do later on. Yep. Desmond, he was a little weird at first, but the more he talks, the more lovable he actually got. Yeah. So, I, I just like the way every character here is kind of designed to be who they are. Because it's very, it's like they've lived their entire lives being this way. And that's what I like about it. There's no, some of them don't grow in the span of the film because it is only a moment in their entire lives. And I do like that. Yeah. It's not their story. No. So it's like, this person's going to be like this, exactly the way it's going to be. It's very liking to, have you seen Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah. Every character in that film is so dysfunctional, even the mom, that they don't necessarily change because they've only learned to adapt to having or being that dysfunctional person their entire life and only now yeah. gets to mesh with each other. So I, I, I do. That's why I guess I kind of like the way these characters were developed. It's just they don't grow necessarily in the hour and a half we have to spend watching them or two hours that we spend watching them. It's because they've had 20 some years being like this. Yeah. So I do like that. So unless you've got any final comments, Johan, if you had to go back in time, to any moment in your life to either relive and just re-experience or change something about it. Uh, what moment in your life would that be? Um, there's, there's only been a couple, but, um, they're all small. I can't think of anything large, no matter how bad in my life it was, I want to change because first thing I thought of was my, my ex-wife. Would I want to change that? And, None of it would I want to change that we stay together. None of it would I want to change that we ever met. Because there's just too many huh. things that, just like this where you try and fix Harry's play, you won't get to meet Mary. Unless there's something right. that you knew. So, I'm, if I did not, um, get married to my ex-wife, would I get to have all these experiences I got to have that I kind of like? Yeah. Cause, um, it, it was, 100%. It was an abusive, it was an abusive relationship. I didn't get to live and do my things. A lot of my property got damaged in the sake of, of, of making sure hers was fine. I put her ahead front of everybody. But it's after the divorce and actually being able to kind of try and break out of my shell of wanting to not stay in the dark the whole time. That's when I actually met a lot of the people in the movies by minute community. So there's no guarantee I'd be able to have that. Because there's something so, so bad in my life that I've been working 
through it to try and break out of those habits of being that person for somebody else that I wouldn't have been this person now. So I, it would be tough to think of things just because I know how it's developed. Like the foresight definitely makes it harder to try and think of something you'd want to change. Because now that that really comes into play with like something I want to relive or fix because there's a lot of things where I wouldn't want to change it the other, like any other way because there's too many things I have now that would have changed it. And it's the same exact thing he gets to go through with like, I got to meet Mary and then Harry's play got ruined. And then after he fixed Harry's play, he no longer had her phone number in the, in the phone. So obviously there was like a span of regret. And then if he never got to meet Mary, you know, that's kind of the situation that I would have to think of because I've had years after thinking about something I want to fix versus he had two days, etc. So I don't know. Hmm. I, yeah. I mean, if you got just things that you, you'd want like happy memories, you just want to do again. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't. Not because they're, they're too happy, too happy to relive. Because yeah, you might change them. Yeah. And it's never the same if you know what it's going to be. Although our repeated vacation plan is a good one. Yeah, we, we were saying, like, what, why do Tim and Mary ever pay to go on any holidays after the first one? Just it's like, oh, you know what, we'll, we had idea. a great time in, we had a great time in a caravan in Wales. Yes, I'm, why don't we just go back to that time again rather than paying yeah. <laughs> for a timeshare or something? But I don't know. See, cause even going to Portland for the first time, was so amazing the first time, I don't think I could redo it. I can't feel that way again. Hmm. So I, I guess like, I don't know, I guess having the ability would be a lot easier like him to have it so early on that would be impossible to have it now and try and do something 10 years ago. Yeah, you want to fix something recent. Yeah. Otherwise everything since is different. Yeah, I mean, that that would be a lot easier, fixing certain things that happen at work, fixing... Now knowing what the answers are to a test, etc. Like stuff yeah. like that. But I don't, I don't think there would be anything I would majorly want to fix. I think majority of it would have to be work or school related. Like something to kind of shape a better future, but nothing to fix a lot of like personal stuff in the way in the past. I don't think I could dive that far back. So. Okay. Yeah. That's like the most serious answer we've had and thought through. So. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> I think I think this week and last week are like the only times we've had like properly really serious answers to this question. Yeah, because Simon's was, yeah, that was quite a serious one as well. Yeah. So, Johan, where can our listeners find you on social media? You guys can find me on ID for Minute, which is about Independence Day, where we have aliens and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum, which is awesome in its own way and then we have I, I was on a past project of the roughneck minute which was about starship troopers which is also pretty awesome it's got aliens and it's got guns and it's got a military complex which hopefully doesn't become of this world and <laughs> uh, have you got anything major to promote any upcoming or previous projects that you'd like to give um, a shout out to well uh rob's on here but i've been on the room minute a bunch of times I'm trying, yep. trying to grab that, that gold of being on them, on his show the most <laughs> as far as guests go. You're currently winning. Yeah. I, who, who, who is second, Robert? Um, 
I think Sean's been on four times now. You've been on three? Three. Four? Three? Three, I think, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's neck and neck between a few of you. Yeah. But I just, I love that movie quite a bit. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if the listeners aren't already listening to the Room Minute, then they definitely should. Yes. And it's better than this show. They know what they're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Thank you. Don't watch. Don't watch Disaster Artist before the Room. In my opinion. Oh, I did. Else. Yeah. Always. I, I did, and it was fine. But it was yeah. Being in the UK, it's it's so much easier to get hold of the Disaster Artist in the Room. Yeah. I I had to I had to pay the thirty quid American import for the Room DVD. Hundred percent worth it, but. I probably wouldn't have been as interested if I hadn't watched The Disaster Artist first. But about 50% of my reasoning for watching The Disaster Artist was because Alison Brie was in it. So, you know, it still worked on that part. Yeah. Yeah, she's not in the room, so. <laughs> yeah. She's lovely. Rewatching Community. I'm trying to get my yeah. girlfriend to watch Glow. Because she's, she's great in it, too. Her glow's really good. Too. Yeah. Well, I got my girlfriend kind of like a, a wrestler now. So that's a first. She's like, I like him. She's like, ah, oh, dang it. You got me to like a wrestler. <laughs> So, where can yeah. I find you on social media? Um, well, I'm I'm pretty sure my Instagram is I am J D. That's well, like James Dean, and then Joseph, spelled biblically, and then on Twitter I'm O M G. It's Johan. Uh, and Robert, where can listeners find you? Robert G Black Go on social media, lemondrops.com. It's the website. My listeners can find me on Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero. They can find me on Instagram at the Ginger Luke, on Facebook at Luke Allen Film. All podcasts, short films, radio appearances, newspaper articles, anything I'm remotely involved in is probably at LukeAllen.co.uk. They can find this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Men's About Time. And they could join our Facebook group, The Cupboard, where we talk about all things about time and anything related to any tangents or whatever they want to have when people start actually talking and posting in that group. By the way, like, I hope people are at this point. To the listeners who don't know, we've recorded, we're recording this, like, the day episode two has come out, so we've not really got anyone in our Facebook group other than, I think, us and Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Stay classy. The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. <laughs>